0: I'm Jill Shaw, and you're listening to Last Night at School Committee. Ross Wilson and I are here to summarize for you what happened last night during the Boston Public Schools School Committee meeting. Ross, good morning.
1: Good morning, Jill. Jill, last night was the first meeting back in person mm-hmm. at the school committee. So the meeting was both in person and via Zoom. And Jill, it went really well. It was.
0: Uh, I thought it was extraordinary. Like, how many languages it was programmed in all the handouts were done in multiple languages that it went really smoothly Yeah, I mean, I think all
1: around, you know, there's good attendance in person. It went well with the translation, as you said, but also public comment was both in-person and virtual. Yeah, that
0: might get dicey uh, if there's more than one hour of public comment, because it sounds like they're going to kick the rest of the commenters to the end of the meeting.
1: Right. There's only one hour of public comments now during the meeting, and then the rest of the public comment is moved to the end of the meeting. And if you're in person, you get preference for public comment. And so we'll see see how that works. But overall, real kudos to the BPS team for putting together a great meeting meeting, very accessible, and it's great to see him back in person. And and Jill, honestly, like the members, you could see like there's a, a slight more engagement Seen, than the members. Yeah. Um, there was more energy. Yeah, it was, yeah. Good. it was good to see everybody in person. So Jill, last night we heard from the superintendent, the meeting began with her report, about kind of where we are with a number of different things at Back to School. Mm-hmm. And I gotta say, overall, things are looking better than they have in the past number of years. Look, buses, st- you know, we're still having some on-time performance issues, but it is definitely like 10% better than it was last year. And this time last year we begin to hear from parents about bus issues. We did we haven't been hearing from right. parents about many bus issues. So, buses are generally better than they have been. There's teacher vacancies are very very low so we have a lot of our teachers are have been hired and we have staff in schools which is better than it has been
0: ten percent of those teachers though are not certified and the superintendent went through all of the reasons why a teacher might not be certified yet they might be getting their certification they might be certified in another state but not mm-hmm. certified yet in state right choose well Jill, um, Jill
1: I think I think the, super, the superintendent saying you know if, if a teacher is not certified it doesn't necessarily mean they're not effective and correct look we have certification for a reason in education, and all of our teachers should be certified. And the number the number is quite high of teachers but uncertified. But it, it
0: points out to a problem that's not happening just here in Boston. This is a problem that's happening across the country, where, you know, just like there's a question mark about where did the students go, and everyone is suffering from lower student attendance. There's another question about where did the teachers go, and, and I think also things kind of got held up with schooling and things like that. So we haven't outputted as many teachers.
1: Well, we can get into this in a different episode to get deep dive into where did the teacher shortage, why is the teacher shortage happening? Yeah, But what we do know in BPS is that we have, teachers in classrooms, albeit some uncertified, but it is good to see that we actually have people in in classrooms. It's great to know. We also heard that absenteeism is actually down slightly. Mm -hmm. That's good news. still early in the year. We heard that there's about 50,000 kids in the school system, albeit 7% haven't reported yet. Mm -hmm. So we'll get a better sense of the total number of students over the next few weeks as we see who reports to school. And then Jill, you know, about the food service is looking really good. We heard highlight that cafeterias are back in, that people are cooking in schools. I've heard from some students that the biggest problem now in, in schools with food is the lines. So yeah, that's good to know that, good. There's, that there are lines for back food. Back to hot
0: and cold serving lines. Yeah, it's cool. It's great. They um, call them salad bars, but call them whatever you want. Kids are eating fresh, whole, real food again. That's wonderful.
1: So again, getting back to baseline, right? Getting back to where we were prior to the pandemic. And we even heard that there's 15 bathrooms that are being renovated or have been renovated. Now, Jill, this is a little bit of like,
0: this is a mandate from Desi.
1: This is a mandate from Desi from the know, Department
0: of Education, that they had to... state. But did they say 15 bathrooms? Because we, we were kind of doing the calculus on. There's like got to be 500, 600. There's hundreds and hundreds of bathrooms in the right. 120 right. buildings. Right. So why 15? Because you and I have been in and out of all of these schools many many times there's lots i mean you could renovate every single bathroom i think actually maybe not in some of the newer buildings but
1: no i, I pretty much all the bathrooms need to be renovated yeah. <laughs> but so so but they've been they've done 15
0: well that's right because we had some students telling us that in a fairly new building that all the mirrors were removed
1: right so Jill i think the theme that we come away with from the superintendent's opening report was that we're getting back to the basics of what we'd expect in a school system we're getting back to Teachers in classrooms, we're getting back to food being served and kids getting to school. So that is good to know. And there's a lot more that we should expect from our school system as well.
0: Well, it sounds like when you say back to baseline, so maybe we are getting back to pre pandemic sorts of circumstances, you know, like the rubble is cleared from, you know, the horrible situation that COVID caused and that things are a little more smooth than they were. But as we transitioned over to public comment, that wasn't what we heard from the first commenter. So first we heard from an advocate for a student at Boston Arts Academy who was claiming negligence and suggested that the negligence with this particular student for whom she was advocating was something that was actually happening throughout the district. In this particular testimony, she's discussing a third-year ninth grader who does not have a single credit yet and who is suffering from significant trauma.
2: I'm, I'm I know I've gone over my time, but I'm exhausted, I'm drained. BPS has honestly become a source of of stress for me. this is and i don't I don't mean to be disrespectful. This is the last place I want to be right now, just because of the space I'm in, and I'm exhausted. so I'm begging, I'm praying that we expedite this service for the student.
1: you know Jill, this this gets me every time, every time we have. A caregiver or advocate or student coming to the school committee to beg for help in a school system that should have been supporting the student for years, it really is incredibly frustrating. And it is indicative of a larger issue in the school system that when a student doesn't fit into a program or a mold, the system is not responding to that student's need. And it was heartbreaking to hear this advocate last night talk about the needs of the student, and I hope the student gets the support that they need.
0: Yeah, and obviously if there's, it sounds like this is not a one-off case, and so there's, there's a bigger issue there that needs to be resolved. What you just expressed, Ross, was also expressed by the chair of the school committee, Jerry Robinson. Right after public comment, Madison Park's admissions policy was accepted, and then the superintendent's evaluation was accepted. She was rated proficient, which is entitling her to a salary in- increase. And at the end of the acceptance of the superintendent's evaluation, Chair Robinson started to talk about the state of the district.
2: I think the thing for me has been, as we we continue to talk about the issues of Boston. These issues have been going on for 50, 70 years, and we've had several superintendents in the last decade, and the problems persist. And the question always is, we think we're gonna get one person that comes in that can snap their fingers magically and all of these things will disappear. If that were true, we should be perfect, but we're not. We have one superintendent, we have almost 12,000 individuals who work for this district, We have 50,000 children, probably representing 40,000 families, and we have probably one of the richest cities educational-wise and other resource-wise than any other place probably on the face of this earth. And we have a failing school system.
1: So Jill, we just had the chair of the school committee say that we have all the resources available to us and we have a
2: failing school system.
0: The question is, what is she going to say next?
2: And so my issue is, you know, people want to blame or put that burden on the superintendent. It's on all of us. Every single person who is any part of this city. um, I say over and over again, our children spend a lot of time before they get to us every day. They they sleep in a neighborhood of the city that is part of the city overall and part of the districts of every single city councilor. They sleep in the home of a parent in a neighborhood. So there are other adults that are responsible, then they walk out of their door and there's a neighborhood that should be hopefully making sure their walk to their school bus or walk to their school is safe. And then there are the school buses that really are their very first classroom Mm -hmm. that should be starting their day. And then they get off that bus, hopefully somewhere safe, and then they walk through their door of that school. And all of a sudden, our whole city thinks everything else that this child needs is on the back of the school. We should feed them, clothe them, do everything, but basically give birth to them. And then, oh, by the way, could you please teach them to read and write?
0: City councilors are responsible, parents are responsible, neighbors are responsible, neighborhoods are responsible. Like, Do we want to be in a city where we take care of our kids or not? We have
2: a whole city. We have one superintendent. And I guess my issue is how are we collectively putting everything that we need to do in this great city in place so that we're not having the same conversation another 50 years from now? 50 years of busing, where are we? And how are we not gonna, what What did we learn? And what haven't we changed and why? Sometimes I feel there are more people interested in our failure and not improving than in our improving with all of the brilliance that is here. I don't understand it. And I have lived my entire life in the city. Isn't that the chair's job?
0: Just Jill? completely the chair's job. Someone should remind her that it is in her power to reset the agenda, to reset the vision and reset the mission so that everyone is marching towards changing this so that there isn't another 50 years of this. So I want to say
2: to the superintendent is thank you for coming back Mm -hmm. and helping to lead this forward. But you cannot do it alone. And a lot of people take home a nice paycheck from this district every two weeks. And my question is, do the children get what they deserve from all of the efforts that we're putting forth? We spend a billion plus dollars, and our children are in schools that should have been condemned years ago. Yikes.
1: (laughs) Yikes is right, Jill. So two things here. Now it seems like the chair has shifted to saying there's a lot of people in the school system who are making a nice paycheck what are the what are the outcomes we're getting?
0: Well, don't forget this is live. Those people are in the room.
1: Right, right. She's basically saying, "Hey, what what are you doing? I'm I'm just shocked that the chair of the school committee is saying our kids are going are being educated in, in buildings that should be condemned. Not just they should repaired. have nicer bathrooms or <laughs> be repaired." Yeah. She's saying these schools, these buildings have been con- condemned. If I'm a parent, should which be. I am, Yeah. um,
2: this is a little bit of alarming. But the issue is we're trying to do something now we're getting beat up over trying to do something now and we're not going to be able to snap our fingers and have 120 fixed schools so somehow all of our heads need to get focused on the reality of what we have how do we get started in doing this and realizing yeah our kids will still have to go to school every day
0: who is we? Who who's like, getting beat like, up? Yeah, 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 we're trying to do something now. We're getting beaten up. Who's beating? Who's doing the beating and who is the we?
1: I don't know. Is the, the we school committee? I don't know. Is uh, yeah, the we the, the, the
0: district is the we we the mayor's office and I you know she made an earlier comment about people are fixated on on complaining or celebrating the lack of success. I don't think any of that is true. I think she's the chair of school committee and while it's going to be great to hear about all of the successes. And she, she, of course, we all hear about the successes of the school district. The point is to fix the problems.
1: But I'm a little confused, Jill, also where the, the chair says, we're doing something about it now. And then then she says, how do we get started in doing this? I'm just confused about the what is it? Like, what are we doing or how do we get started Like, on what? Right, what?
0: exactly. So, So, I mean... This makes me feel, and it made me feel last night, like the chair doesn't understand her power. Either that, or she doesn't feel like she has any, but at the end of the day, she is the chair of school committee. She sets the agenda. And if she doesn't like what's happening, what's being discussed, the answers that she's getting or not getting, she sets the agenda. She can demand what happens each month, and she can demand checks and balances on that
1: jill i mean i was astounded astounded by the lack of expectations that i heard last night from the chair where she was basically saying how terrible things are how everybody's to blame but literally no leadership no stepping up and saying let's do something about it let's take control if if things are so bad if kids are going to school in buildings that should be condemned. If we have a failing school system, you are the chair. You are the school system. You, you do something about it. And then
0: it's the mayor. I the, mean, she works at the behest of then, the mayor. Then she do was something about it. If, by you're, the mayor, so. if
1: you're not going to do something about it, then step step aside. Right. And let somebody do something about it.
0: Well someone right. Somebody else then needs to set expectations for the school district because I think everyone agrees with her. You know, we had folks in the room who said while she was talking there was a lot of snapping in agreement, right? Kind of saying yes. We agree with her. That's fine. This is an expression of frustration and anger with the district. And the person who is speaking is the person who can turn the tides. Right.
1: Jill, Jill, imagine you played this. Imagine you played this quote somewhere else around our country. And you said, what do you think about the Boston public schools? And someone listening who doesn't know anything about Boston listens to this quote. Pathetic. Pathetic
0: they spend over a billion dollars a year on 50000 and the, 50, and the person kids. in
1: charge of the school system is saying how failing the school system is right. and there is no plan to fix it. Jill, the, like And there
0: and there are there are examples of fixing it, right? Like right south of us in New York City, Jeffrey Canada in Harlem took the reins and said here's what we're going to do. And he got the city behind him, and he got the neighbors behind him, and he got families behind him, and he created something beautiful. It's not that it can't be done. And, you know, that's another way for the chair to look at this situation is to to say, here's what I want to see. Paint a vision and drive the city, the school committee members, the city council members to that vision.
1: Well, where's the, the vision? If we were in another community besides Boston, this would be unacceptable. 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 Nobody would walk away from this meeting and saying, be say, ah, yeah, it's just a typical school committee meeting where the chair said we're absolutely failing and we don't have a plan. Let's go on about our uh, let's go about our day and drop our kids off at school the next morning in
0: a condemned building. Right. I mean, that, you just like, know like we're, we're in Boston, gonna, right.
1: like Like we're in Boston. You can't... How can you possibly say this? Right. And nobody is it's not on the front page of the newspaper the next day. Right. How is the mayor not saying to the chair, chair, um, we have a little bit of a problem here. What are we going to do about this? Right. Like, how are we not outraged by this? Right. Where is the outrage? Right. I'm outraged as a parent. Right. Um, how, where's the outrage? Is it just because we're so used to the fact that that our schools are failing and that's okay and let's just move on.
0: Yes, because I think because this is what I mean what happened next in the meeting is is an indication that it is okay to do nothing. Right? So we move on to a conversation about the capital plan. There is not a capital plan yet. There will be a, a report on the capital plan that's supposed to be delivered this fall. We don't have that report yet. We did hear last night an introduction that started with what the report is not.
2: I want to be clear that the plan will not be a list of new buildings, renovations, mergers, or closures. It will not be a plan that reveals the fate of each school community. It would not be responsible of the district to present a plan that cannot adapt to changing conditions. The plan will include several tools to accelerate the work of shifting the physical footprint of the district, investing in facilities with clarity, transparency, and equity as our
0: North Star. So, Russ, can you talk about that? We we, this was a process that The city went through when mayor walsh was in office and you were at the district it was called bill bps it happened what a decade ago maybe now so that was also a capital plan what happened then does this feel reminiscent or is this completely different
1: this is exactly the same as what i experienced about (laughs) 10 years ago jill jill look we got to remember this is all about really about the footprint of buildings in our school system and the number of students that we have in our school system. Right. And our Number
0: out- of kids equals number of dollars, for the most part, that mm. go into our district that mm. can be spent on primarily educating and taking care of our kids. Mm.
1: And there was an idea 10 years ago that our footprint was too big, that resources were going to empty seats, that – that in fact, if we really wanted a school system with new buildings, with better facilities, we had to have fewer facilities of a much higher caliber for the number of students that we have. And so we had to reinvest those dollars, not across a lot of schools that needed massive renovation, but rather reinvest those funds into newer schools, fewer schools, more, and, and meet the needs of the students. So
0: meaning we, you would have to shut down schools, and the, the city would have to shut down schools, and schools would be merged. But in that merged entity would be Lots of dollars that could be spent on educating kids, spending Correct. money on updated facilities, spending money right. on the latest technologies.
1: right because in 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 fact, the only way you can truly pol- this is politically, truly close schools, yeah. and have fewer schools is by giving the families of those closed schools a better option, better educational outcomes, better education. well, this options. is this is the theory that this you the theory. you can't
0: tell a parent, I'm just closing your school without giving. The option of a better circumstance, we've, we've, but for some reason the folks in office always interpret that as something shiny and glistening, as opposed to, you know, your your student doesn't have access to chemistry labs right now, and if we put these two schools right. together, we can build a chemistry lab. Right. Like so it the, doesn't have to all be shiny and new. Right. Well, mean, I think that might be like a misconception.
1: It is. It is having more offerings, more opportunities through the faci- through a better facility. So Jill, build BPS was essentially a facilities audit. It was also a programmatic audit. And then it was looking at how many students were in our district and would be in our district going forward. Right. There was a lot of like dreaming, asking asking parents and community members, what do you want to see in facilities and what's your vision? What's your thoughts? Right. And Jill, really the outcome of all of that was three new buildings that were already going to be built, mm-hmm. right? It was Boston Arts Academy, the Carter School, and the Dearborn STEM Academy. Right. And that was it. That was all Build BPS was. Right. The We didn't see a whole lot of other like renovations in buildings. Mm-hmm. Uh, parents didn't get all their dreams. None, none of them really came true.
0: Everyone did get a kitchen.
1: They did get yeah, kitchens. But Jill, this is very reminiscent. And there was there, no
0: consolidation. Was there was there? no consolidation. Right. So, um, so and, that one major thing that probably should have happened 10 years ago didn't happen, and it didn't happen for political reasons because you couldn't Correct. give everyone a shiny new building. And therefore, you didn't if, if you didn't want the backlash of that and you wanted to run for office again, you, you couldn't. Right. Be so so, so disruptive. this is
1: this is really about this is really about politics, yeah. right? It's like, how do you not upset a lot of people with the decisions you make? And so you're very careful. You build a few new buildings and then you call it a plan. And so this the green this what we heard last night, Jill, was very much the same exact thing as build BPS.
0: Well, it did feel like the vice chair Michael O'Neill felt that way too. Here's what he said.
3: I can't believe it's been three years since we were back here having meetings, but we've heard a lot of plans when we've sat here over the years. And many times we've been told, be patient, the next step is coming. And I'm getting to the point, I know the chair is definitely at the point of the patience is. come on, what's the next step? So um, I'm sorry you can't have the public meeting on, Saturday, because I would have loved to attend, because I suspect you'd start off by saying, as you do these other sessions, vision for me, envision what you'd like to see, right? So I'm going to ask you the question that I'm sure a lot of people have in their mind when they have this, envision for me what a rubric looks like. Just give me some rough parameters of what we're talking about.
0: So Michael feels what you just said. Michael has sat in that seat and helped run the district for decades.
1: I mean, we could probably go back and look at listen to what he said about green, uh, build BPS. It was right. the same exact thing. Right. Yep. This is.
0: I mean, this has got to be extremely frustrating when you are representing families and students, yep. right, and trying to solve for the issues of the district. And but he took a different approach than Chair Robinson did by really putting some pressure on Rebecca Granger, who is a representative from the mayor's office and who is collaborating with the district on a methodology for moving forward and creating a report that will be a capital plan. So this is her response to Vice Chair O'Neill's demand for an un- like a, a better description of what the next step is. Because How to make decisions. Because by November they're supposed to be receiving a full report, and what they heard last night was a lot about what the report isn't, and then some discussion about a rubric that needs a lot of community input. And so here's what Rebecca Granger says.
2: Okay, I'm going to dream with you for a moment, Vice Chair O'Neill. So if we think about the high-quality student experience, we have to remember that Green New Deal is investing in physical spaces. So that means that um, all of those uh, visits to every single school to um, figure out what the physical spaces were in it, we will actually be able to, and I don't think score is the right word, right? Because it's not that we're ranking schools against each other, but we can understand school's current ability to actualize the high quality student experience, right? So we've got
0: almost that list of schools. You know, her dream sounds like a nightmare to me, Ross. And we didn't play the whole quote, but it didn't make any sense. No,
1: zero sense. Th- this was this was kind of really, really, really concerning, uh, Jill. <laughs> like there's going to be no plan. There's going to be no rubric. Um,
0: but she also was talking about reports on each school. Have those already been done?
1: We've been hearing from school leaders, Jill, that there are reports on every school. Every, every school building in BPS is actually getting a score. Huh. And they're getting, they've been audited. They, they're getting a score on programmatically, how can their school be used? Mm. They're also like getting reports on like, what needs to be done? Is there mold in the building? Is there, what are the other issues in the buildings? Mm. And Jill, I've been hearing that even in newer buildings in BPS, the scores mm. are quite low. And so I think, you know, right. one, we should, if you want to make a plan, and figure things out look at the existing state of your schools and figure out what needs to be done can, immediately
0: so are those if you're a parent in the district can you get access to your, I don't know your Jill, I, it, report? It, it
1: seems like they should be it seems yeah. like this conversation should start with where we currently are yeah and then say what where are well kids...
0: especially after a meeting where the chair of the school committee to be condemned, should be condemned. I, I as a parent for sure would want a copy of the report on my building to kind of understand how close to condemnation <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> right. I, well if you, I mean again like if you're a brand new parent to the school system and you're you're just sending your kid into kindergarten you would want to know if you're if that building should be condemned Jill to bring this all the way back around we had the chair make a, a really clear statement that she was incredibly frustrated with the school system And that there needs to be and with the
0: expectations of, I guess, the populace of the city, absolutely, and all
1: the people who work in the school system. Yeah. And then we got a report about a really important the future of our school system and the and the facilities. Yeah. That was absolutely an embarrassment. Right. What will the chair do now?
0: And that's what happened last night at the Boston Public Schools School Committee meeting.
1: We want to hear from you. If you have thoughts or concerns about how BPS is serving your student, please send us an email at podcast at org. That's org.
0: Thank you for listening to Last Night at School Committee. We hope that you enjoyed today's podcast. And if you did, please rate, review, like, and share it with your fellow friends, parents, and residents of Boston. We all have a stake in the future success of Boston students. Have a great day.